When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple with you every week as uh, we go through the headlines around Husker Nation. Lots to talk about. Um, and if you're just joining us, make sure you check out HuskerOnline.com. We've had great coverage on the site all week. Uh, we've had huge new sign up and subscriber numbers. A lot of people are taking advantage of the special that we have for our YouTube listeners use promo code NU one and you'll receive two months for $1. That's promo code NU one for two months for $1 at huskarline.com. But let's get right into it, Steve, because it's been hot and heavy in the transfer portal. Nebraska has had coaches around the country. Marcus Satterfield has met with at least five quarterbacks that we know of. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we wanted to bring in one of the experts. I, I thought it'd be only fitting that we lead off headline number one, with on threes, Pete Nakos, who is not only an expert in covering NIL, uh, also now an expert in covering and breaking news within the transfer portal. Pete, uh, we really appreciate the time. We know it's been very, very busy for you, for you here this last week. Well, you guys have been busy too. A lot going on in uh, the Nebraska transfer portal world too, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, what, what have you seen? Um, I, I guess let, let's start with Nebraska and this quarterback pursuit because that's what we're all talking about here. Uh, what's been your impression of Nebraska and, and just their pursuit of a quarterback? And have you seen other teams be as aggressive in the portal for a quarterback? No, no. I think I think um, Matt Rule kind of addressed it right with the NIL, or the one to two million dollar figure. When you guys spoke to him, uh, maybe a week ago it was now, and since then it's been off and running. Uh, Nebraska knows it needs a quarterback, uh, and it's not going to sit by and wait for the dominoes to fall. Um, I think at last count, right, Sean, it was five quarterbacks that they've been in communication with. Um, I, I haven't heard of any other program in the country uh, as active in the quarterback market. Two of those, Pete Nakos, are Ward at Washington State and Kyle McCord at Ohio State. In your, you have a good gauge for these things. Is Nebraska, like, Pete, the thing that Nebraska fans want to know, are they truly in this hunt? You know, I mean, is it realistic for Nebraska to get a Ward or a McCord? So I think that both are just getting started in their recruitment. So, like, okay. I think it's way too early to be like, okay, I'm going to put a prediction in for Cam Ward to Nebraska. But I think the two things that, that Nebraska has done that has really impressed me, and I'm sure have impressed these quarterbacks, right, is they both flown to where these quarterbacks are, right? I mean, they made sure that these connections uh, carry some weight. It's not just like a – a phone call like saying like, Hey Kyle, we love you. And, and uh, Nebraska, no, like they flew to Columbus, they flew to Pullman. Uh, it, it's really impressive what they've done and um, how it all shakes out remains to be seen. I, I had an Intel piece come out this, this morning. I've had a couple of sources say that there's a chance Cam Ward goes to Miami this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, that's still kind of playing out though. And then um, in the McCord camp, I've heard a lot of 
we we committed to Ohio State so early. We want to enjoy this transfer portal recruiting process. We're yeah. not going to make a knee jerk decision and and commit on Friday or something like that. Right. Yeah. There's, exactly. There's really two visit weekends, Pete, in December, uh, where schools can host prospects this weekend and the next weekend. Then it goes dead. Uh, then there's that little period between January 3rd and January 7th where transfers can also visit your campus. Do you expect a lot of the quarterback recruiting to go past Christmas? Or do you think a lot of this for these guys will wrap up before Christmas? It's really tough. Um, I can I say 50, 50, like I don't, I, I think like, like DJU, uh, Kyle at the moment from all, for all intents and purposes, like, they don't have any visits scheduled as of 12, 11 Eastern time on Thursday. That could all change rather quickly. But yeah, I think, um, I don't, I think some of these big names are not going to go on visits this weekend and make a decision. Um, but you said next weekend too. I think, I think the next seven to 10 days could, could be really interesting. Okay. So you're an expert on this stuff. When you think about NIL value, how what would you attach to Cam Ward and McCord? That because I ask about them, Pete, because they're two top ten guys. So I'm not going to attach a value. I'll just tell you what I've been told. I, I've heard from multiple sources that that the starting value, give or take, in, in the Cam Ward sweepstakes, it's at two million dollars. Um, <laughs> Hello. Uh, um, now, have I seen a contract? Is there anything signed? No. But that, but multiple people have told me that, and multiple people close to Camboard's camp. Um, in terms of Kyle McCord, I have not earned a dollar figure. Um, Kyle McCord, I mean, I've written about this. He was at Ohio State. He played under Ryan Day, right? Arguably one of the better quarterback coaches in the country. He wants another situation like that. Um, can Marcus Satterfield and Matt Rule give that to him? I, I think they can. Um, I think the big selling point for Nebraska with Kyle McCord, though, is going to be like, hey, we know we play Ohio State next year. We promise you that that we are going to attack and dominate in the portal and get these wide receivers. So you're not getting uh, crushed. Come is it, is it October when they play Ohio State? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know, uh, you, you talk about million dollar numbers, Pete. How many quarterbacks do you anticipate or think right now in the portal carry a million dollar plus value? And in retrospect, around college football, I mean, you, you study the NIL of college football. I mean. Is that a common figure, or is it really only some quarterbacks that can command that kind of dollar figure? Yeah, I was talking to a Big Ten head coach yesterday. Uh, the dollars are not like a plenty, right? Like if, if you followed NIL and stuff, there's a lot of these conversations about donor fatigue right now and trying to raise dollars and making a push for the portal. So in terms of quarterbacks who can command a seven-figure range, I would say five to seven. I mean, you're really talking about these elite quarterbacks. Um and there's a reason why like Cam Ward and DJU and, and some others came back. Um, they want to prepare for the NFL some more, but they also know that there's market for them, right? Um, and they feel like they can still make a good payday by, by still being in college. Pete, in your world, how much do you deal with agents? How much, how much are agents a part of this NIL discussion, especially for the top-end players? Agents are, are very common. Um, I mean, I, I talk to agents on an everyday basis. Um, <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, it's it's. I like to liken it to NFL free agency. I know a lot of people want to shrug their shoulders at it. Um, I think it's more wild than NFL free agency. To be completely honest with you, more wild. You say more wild. 
Yeah, because right, like there's no you can't you can't be public about the dollar figures, right? It's it's this is what I heard, this is what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written about it quite a bit too, but like it's such a, a, a school by school basis, right? Mm-hmm. Like what a certain school can do in dollars is is different than the next school, and that's because of the alumni base and endowment figures and, and things like that. How many of these agents that you talk to are legitimate agents that maybe have worked with professional athletes and how many of them are more kind of startup groups that kind of seize an opportunity to kind of become an agent uh, that might have some connections to, to sign prospects? Personally, from what I see, I mean, and we're talking about like elite quarterbacks right now, like all those guys have seasoned veterans running the, the show. I'll be um, so, I mean, yeah, but the, yes, there's plenty of, um, agents who claim to be NCAA certified and there's no such thing. Right. So like, it's, <laughs> it, it's a very mixed space right now. Um, and you have some of like the most, you have GSE, which is a, a massive marketing firm involved. You have athletes for CAA. I mean, these are, these are like oh, WME, like very well established. And then, yeah, you, you do have street agents. You do have the guys who are trying to make a couple dollars off athletes, um, taking way too much money from the collective deals things like that, that are, that are meant to be for the athlete. Yeah. Pete, you broke yesterday or reported yesterday that uh, Jeff Sims was going to enter the portal or planning to enter the portal. What have you heard on the Jeff Sims front? Like what is a next logical move for a quarterback like Jeff Sims? You know, I, from my understanding, Jeff still hasn't officially entered, um, but I can't confirm that he plans to enter the transfer portal as I, as I broke yesterday, uh, Chris Hummer was first though, credit to him. Um, I think that a, a group of five makes a lot of sense, right? Like Jeff Sims needs reps. He needs to be in an offense that he feels comfortable in. He needs to, to find some confidence again that he obviously lost this year in Nebraska. Um, so yeah, a group of five team where he can play immediately feels like, it's going to give him the best shot to, to actually put together a full season uh, that I, I don't like having an exact school for you yet, Sean, but yeah, I think a group of five school is going to be the ideal landing spot. Pete shifting gears a little bit. And maybe this is just your perception. I don't, maybe you have a, a strong working knowledge. What, what, how do you, how, how would you assess Nebraska's NIL operation strength wise? Uh, I would say that Nebraska is, uh, I mean, it's ever evolving, right? Um, and then you have the four West Coast schools coming in, and Oregon um, has a fantastic uh, NIL program. So I would say Nebraska is middle of the pack, if not upper of the pack. Um, I think the one thing that I let's see is like, let's see how the portal goes, right? Like how a team uh, strategizes and, and, and attacks the transfer portal, I think, says a lot about their NIL potential. And, I think we've seen it. Uh, Nebraska has no problem getting involved with the top guns right now in the space. That's a good an- That's an interesting. That's I, I think that answers a lot. You're right. I mean, how common is it now, Pete, for the top NIL programs to kind of establish a baseline minimum where every player on the 85 scholarship groups receives some sort of um, service contract from the collectives? That's extremely common. Um, but I think we're talking about, I don't know, maybe 20 programs tops that are doing that. Uh, I can't promise that, but I, I think it's not like every FBS program has that base salary. But that's a, I mean, how much of a separator has that become when your bottom 30 players can get, yeah. you know, 
a set amount. And, and the number that seems to be yeah. thrown around a lot is $30,000 or something, you know, something where you can yeah. add to a player. Like SMU is doing very something, something very similar. They announced that I want to say last year, but yeah, I mean, it makes all the difference. And if I'm a, I don't know, a backup right tackle somewhere, right? Like, wouldn't I stay put if I was promised 30 to $60,000 instead of going in the portal and who knows what's going to happen to me? I mean, I, I, that seems like a pretty good situation if I'm that backup right tackle. All right, Pete. Well, we appreciate the time. I know you're very busy and uh, no, I appreciate going it, guys. on. Um, but uh, we job. appreciate the time, and, and your your reporting's been outstanding. So thank you for all you've done the last week. Really good. Pete. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Well, all thanks right. again to Pete Nakos from On3 for joining us on Husker Online Headlines. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Husker fans, this is Matt Davison with the 1890 Initiative. You've probably heard about NIL, name, image, and likeness, and now you can have an immediate impact on the success of our programs. The 1890 Initiative is a proud NIL company in Nebraska, and with your help, we can maximize our student-athletes' opportunities with NIL and prepare them for life after college. Nebraska has always been a leader in college athletics. Let's do the same with NIL. To learn more, visit 1890nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. That's 1890nebraska.com. Uh, let's take it on now to headline number two. Uh, but before we get to headline number two, Huskarlet Headlines brought to you by Caldera Lab. Um, it's a men's skincare uh, product for your face. Um, it is an unbelievable product. It's so easy to use. You look younger. You feel better. Your skin looks fresh. Then um, you put it on in the morning, three steps. You put it on in the evening before you bed. It takes 30 seconds to do 94% of men have shown improvement. I've been using Caldera Lab all football season since August, and I'm hooked. I, I don't go morning without putting it on um, now just because of the feeling you get and just how good your skin feels and the results you see from it. Um, and we've got a great special for our Husker Online Headlines viewers. Go to calderalab.com, use promo code HUSKER, and you'll receive 20% off your uh your order of caldera lab that's calderalab.com promo code husker to receive 20 percent off thank you again to caldera lab for sponsoring us here on husker Island headlines okay let, let's take it into um headline number two let, let's react to pete nakos because yeah there, there was a do. lot there's a lot to unpack there so. yeah first of all i mean it's just great to be joined by a dynamic young reporter i mean it's, he's a reporter that pete is very interested and being a reporter and he's and maybe 25 years old he's I mean, a young guy but he's very aggressive and he's a good writer i just like his level of aggression he had some really good answers i want to start with mccord mccord he's he pete has talked to that camp obviously i've talked to that camp and you really do get that that sentiment that he wants to go through a recruiting process sean he didn't really go through a recruiting process before Ohio State, because he committed as a sophomore, you understand? He committed to Ohio State as a sophomore in high school. He's never really gone through a recruiting process, and they're going to go through one now. And I think they they do want it. They kind of want it to feel kind of conventional. I 
you know, I, I spoke to someone really close to him and that, that was the sentiment that the other sentiment is there's no, and I've said this a couple of times, there's no question they're interested in Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska is on a list of teams that they're interested in. So they got a fighting chance. Um, he, he also, Pete said, you know, McCord's not going to command the kind of dollar figure that a Cam Ward is. Um, Cam Ward's in the 2 million range. I, I don't think McCord's in. I would, I mean, I would guess McCord. I'm, I'm just going to guess. Guessing. Yes. 500 to a, yeah. a million range. Yeah. I mean, they number- might, they might though, you know, that dad is very involved. Okay. The father of. Derek, it's Derek McCord. He's very involved, Sean. I know this. Well, McCord is a five-star recruit in high school. Right. And Derek is Derek McCord's very involved. And I wouldn't su- be surprised if he's pretty aggressive in this, saying, this is what we want. Can you do it? Can, now, now I want to get into this a little bit. A million dollars from Nebraska for McCord, all I would say, and if you think, if anybody out there thinks it's unwieldy, I would say to them, okay, do you, are you sure? I mean, think about what Nebraska needs, and then think about the impact just the announcement that you've gotten Kyle McCord would have on the city and the state of Nebraska. An all-Big Ten level quarterback. That is that is more than a million dollars of value, okay? That's the way I look at it. It would be, it would be Nebraska. Nebraska was a dependable quarterback away from being a bull team. Just being, dependable. Well, being eight wins, seven wins. Yeah, just dependable quarterback. Kyle McCord is much more than a dependable quarterback. 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah, good quarterback. 3,200 yards. Yeah, good quarterback. And I read somebody's comments like, oh, his stat. Like, what do you mean his stats didn't do much for you? It would be one of the all-time greatest seasons for a quarterback in Nebraska's history. Right, and he was 11-1. and one. I mean, now he had dudes to throw to. He had Stover and Marvin Harrison and Julian Fleming. Um, but he and, learned behind Stroud. Yeah, I mean, he's he, and and here's the thing about McCord. He played in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, that's it. Does, the the pressure doesn't get any higher than that. And he's from Philadelphia. And he's St. Joe, St. Joe's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, he's a New Jersey guy that goes to St. Joe's, which is common. Tough I mean, kid. So that will be interesting. Um, back to Nakos, though. Yeah, Nakos. Just. These agents, like yeah, the I agent mean, world. I think when you talk about what makes ads and coaches uncomfortable about nil, that's where it starts. I mean, yeah. when there's a group of agents that can drive these portal entries, mm-hmm. especially the group of five players. If there's really, really good quarterbacks or skill players in the group of five, or even the FCS, these agents have the influence and power to get to people around those players to let them know what their value could be on the open market. And they, they leave those programs and, and get NIL. And I don't know if you'll ever be able to stop that because of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the agents have a huge, huge stick in this right now. Yeah, I think about it. I think that was so illuminating from Pete Nakos when you asked him about the, or I, somebody, one of us asked, and he said, I deal with agents every day. He, he talks, Pete Nakos talks to agents every day from these players. And you've, you've dealt with agents. I mean, with guys that, you know, high-profile Nebraska recruits. I mean, I know one agent that represents 65 four- and five-star players on the West Coast. That's amazing. That's amazing. He's, a, he's an agent. I mean, I don't know that all fans understand, Sean, that these high, pretty much high-profile recruits now, a lot of them have agents. The world's changed dramatically. And, yeah, that, of course, that makes ADs a little uncomfortable. And I don't know how you can stop it, but um, then the other thing Pete brought up was – that's the stipend where, you know, every player on your roster gets 
something with an NIL deal. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned there's probably about 20 programs and, and we know Nebraska is one of one those of 20. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's, that's a separator NIL. If you're able to take care of your entire roster, one through 85 plus walk-ons, even that matters for the, 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 um, the, the retention of, of your players. Retention. Right. That's very, I mean, if you just, that's a very critical piece of information that, Nebraska is one of 20 or so, we'll say, 20 or so programs nationwide that can take care of all of its players with NIL deals, not massive NIL deals. Something. Yeah. Which for those guys normally would be nothing. But, again, another critical piece of information from Pete Nakos was that he said Nebraska obviously is positioned to offer a big deal to a quarterback or they would not waste their time going to see Cam Ward. Or you know, think about the money Nebraska spent on a jet alone to fly around the country. Right. So they did that. They they a, a booster donated a jet for Nebraska, a Learjet to go around the country. Now, so I I think it's important to make clear to people that Nebraska went and saw Cam Ward understanding, according to Pete Nakos, that they might have to pay $2 million to get him. I Sometimes you still hear a narrative out there, Sip, Sean, Nebraska's not willing to participate. Well, squelch that. They just went to see Cam Ward, who's worth $2 million. Nebraska would pay it. If Cam Ward said, Matt, Coach Rule, I'd love to come to Nebraska. I need $2 million. Nebraska would say, okay. And and there are boosters. If you told a booster like, hey, we need this money because you're going to get us Cam Ward. And to carry that badge on your chest, if Nebraska won games and you got them Cam Ward or Kyle McCord, that, that's the ultimate booster badge. You can say, yeah, I'm the guy that brought this guy That's in. a booster badge. It's also a – the other. Part I made of this, that up, a booster badge. I like booster badge. The, the other part of this discussion that's really real to me is if ne- Nebraska was able to get a Kyle McCord um, Ward seems a pie in the sky, but if they were able, Kyle Kyle McCord doesn't. If they were able to get Kyle McCord and reel him in, think about the confidence that would just shoot through the football complex. The the the, the other players, the defensive players. Wait a second, we got McCord. I, I think that the I think Rule and Satterfield. I would dare to say that their leadership would be enhanced. Like, coach. You went out and got Kyle McCord. I mean, and I'm not 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 that not that Blake Shapen w- would be bad or Sam Levitt. I like those guys too, and I think that they would be. I think they would enhance the quarterback room greatly. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. I like all of the five that they've looked at. I think they all make sense. Think about this though: Shapen was a Big Twelve Championship game MVP, Big Twelve Championship game quarterback winner. Blake Shapen. Um, you know, Will Howard at Kansas State was a Big 12 oh, championship yeah. quarterback. They won the Big 12 under mm-hmm. Will Howard. Obviously, McCord was 11 and 1. Sam Levitt was a state championship quarterback and played his four games as a freshman. Yeah, got four years left. And then Cam Ward is the number one player in the portal right now. So I, I think the message you're sending to this locker room at Nebraska is like, hey, we're trying to win. Like, we get it. It's delicate to bring in a portal player, a high paid portal guy, but we're doing this to make this team better. Absolutely. Yeah. I, one thing I'd add, and I'll put this in, I'll write this, but Graham Couch, the Lansing, Michigan newspaper writer, I asked him about Levitt and I was startled by what he said. He said, simple, he's a program changer. I'm like, wait a second. 
Like I've seen him on film. I don't know about that. He goes, oh, go yeah. He goes, yeah, he's real. He's they real. were really high on him at Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, let now, Sean. Some people are gonna say, okay, they were so high on him they didn't start. He only played four games. Now I don't know what the dynamics were. Well, there. Mel Tucker got fired. Yeah, I'm sure. Why would you want to waste a year of eligibility? Right. Yeah. Knowing you're gonna leave. Knowing you're gonna leave. Probably gonna leave. I mean, yeah. the minute that Mel Tucker scandal and everything happened. Like what a waste of a, a promising year for yeah a guy. for a guy like Levitt yeah you're right like, you want to get thrown out to the wolves yeah when, no that's a good point I mean so I, I think his camp was probably wise like all right we'll play four games yeah. and and he did he stopped after four you're right yeah he so stopped after they maximized what he could and now he's a four for four which I do think makes him more attractive because what if he would have got hurt exactly something could have happened I yeah. mean it was a then mess what? yeah then but all right uh, before we get to headline number three. Thank you again for watching Husker Online Headlines. Uh, we're brought to you by Omaha Steaks. And Omaha Steaks has a great, great holiday deal right now. Um, a lot of things right now on the site are already 50% off site-wide. And you can get great gift boxes uh, for your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. And who does not want a box of Omaha Steaks, bacon wrap, fillets, sirloins, chicken pork side items you name it it's more than steaks but their steaks are unbelievable um we made some up this week actually at our house had some had some all steaks hamburgers and, and it's just it's a cut above and we've got a great deal for husker online users not only can you get the 50 percent off that's already being offered we're going to take 30 more dollars off your order at omahasteaks.com when you check out just simply use the promo code husker and you'll get thirty more dollars off your order at Omaha Steaks. Um, so you'll get fifty percent off, and then thirty uh, percent. Now there is a minimum that may be required, um, so you can't just order thirty dollars and get it free. I mean, there there is a minimum uh, order as well number that you have to hit to get the thirty dollars off. Uh, but well worth it. Great special, great deal. Thank you again to Omaha Steaks for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. Okay, headline three. Back to the portal. It's been a really, really interesting week for week one for Nebraska. As we were getting ready to start the show, uh, Nebraska had just its uh, third scholarship entry go into the portal. Um, it started off with Jake Applegate at tight end. Um, Jake Applegate went into the, the, the portal uh, right away, day one. And then Javier Morton, who had already declared for the portal, uh, went in officially this week. But he declared two months ago that he was entering. And then Taman Lynham. Um, who they nicknamed Mondo, he went in the portal on Thursday. So Steve Sippel, just three scholarship players that have gone in the portal. Um, there's 1,179 FBS players, according to On3, uh, that have entered the portal. Right, and we expected it to be a pretty light from a Nebraska standpoint of guys going into the portal. It has been light. Uh, Lynam was a... I mean, I would say he was a rotational player. Special and, teams player. Well, and yeah, he played corner. When Newsom went down, he was the guy that would go in um, and others. He played. I like Lynam. That's the thing. I, I like him. I, I don't – I'm interested. I was interested that he went into the portal. It's not a devastating loss by any stretch of the imagination. Applegate played a position that you think about it's loaded. I mean, the, Applegate played tight end. That's Fedoni. That's Borkature. That's Luke Lindenmeyer. That's – Keelan Smith coming in. That's 
Come on. I mean, they keep going. Ismail Flores. Smith had a huge year. State championship game. He was, he was, a, he was a major Like factor. That's going to be one of those ones, I think, where you look back at it and like, yeah, they they found one. And it's amazing that Neil Smith's son mm-hmm. was kind of under the radar. Right. I mean, Neil, the, that's Neil Smith's son. We talked to Neil about him. We had Neil on the show. So, yeah, those make sense to me. And there'll be, Sean, I think there'll be some others. But, again, light, pretty light. Yeah, and, and you heard Jeff Sims is expected to go in. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. when – and back to the agent discussion, I mean, that's where the agents kind of tip off guys like Pete Nakos, mm-hmm. um, Chris Hummer at 24-7. Mm-hmm. They talk to the, the guys like that and give them a heads up, hey, our guy's going in. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if you're a Jeff Sims, you're not going to go in until your ducks are in a row. Right. Like, yeah. you don't want to just fly the plane with no radar. You want to go in there knowing what you're going at. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. Sims' situation is kind of tricky. He six interceptions at Nebraska and forty-seven attempts this year. Like, where would he go? Like a FIU well, or Georgia Southern or, or well, just, Pete Nakos mentioned Group of Five. Yeah, like a Sun Belt, perhaps. Yeah, Conference maybe USA. Mac. Maybe Mac. He seems like a. I don't, I don't. I would think warm weather maybe for him, but I. I don't know. Boy, Frank was still at Ohio. He'd been a great um, Frank Solage offense quarterback. Yeah, I maybe. I just the way he runs. Yeah, I, I also the way you know. There's also the turnover issue that would, I don't want to. I don't know. I, he's got a kind of a tough road. Pete mentioned something important. He's got to go somewhere where he can get some reps and get his confidence back. I don't like to say guys lack confidence because for all I know. Jeff Sims would walk into this room and say, I got a ton of confidence. Why, why are you saying I don't? I would say to him, it's reflected in your play that you don't. It doesn't look like you're a confident player to me. Um, and Matt Rule brought up a great point. What if Nebraska didn't open up with two road games and sold out stadiums against Minnesota and Colorado, power five opponents? What if they played UTEP in North Dakota? It's a decent point, like, except now hold on. I mean, and I'm not – I get what you're saying. They're they're kind of hornet's nest. That that stadium in Minneapolis was a, was low was packed, and it was a hornet's nest in Colorado. But what Colorado finish? Exactly. Well, the what, timing what of Colorado five finish? and four and eight, right? Yeah, four and eight. What Minnesota finish? Six, five, and seven. It's not a top twenty-five team. I mean, they're, 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 those weren't those games were doable. No I mean, doubt. Nebraska had that game in Minnesota. They had it in the final five minutes. What if I'm gonna throw this out there? What if Sims though would have started against Northern Illinois and Louisiana right. Tech? Could he have worked out his issues? I don't know. I mean, was that ankle? I mean, was the ankle? I mean, was it that bad where he couldn't have played at all in those games? I don't know. And I mean, it felt I mean, like they were ready to move on from Sims at that point. Mm-hmm. And they gave heart and Harper went five and one. Yeah. I'm not convinced that even against uh, just go back to the idea, this notion of starting against UTEP and Northern Illinois for Jeff Sims. If would he have worked out his issues? I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that they would just automatically go away because you started against two subpar teams. Northern Illinois subpar, by the way, they're in a bowl game. I mean, the, the, is how much better is Colorado than Northern Illinois? Well, I don't know. Are, are they that much better? Well, and the thing about Big Ten defenses, too, when you start to play these Big Ten games, is guys aren't open. So, like, you have to make tight throws. Yeah. Like, you – you have to find like a, yeah. a small window to get guy. I mean, no one, no one's just running wide open. I mean, not very well. Yeah. Jalen Lloyd a couple times, but you don't get those kinds of throws in Big Ten games. And Sims didn't really prove that he was consistent enough to make those throws. 
Right. And you got to throw guys open. It's not easy. And now Sims walked into a tough situation because Nebraska had that spate of injuries. I mean, I, I want to show him some grace. He could have won the job back at Maryland against Maryland though. Yeah. He got in there. Yeah. They went to him and like, there are some early moments where like, wow. Okay. But then he had three turnovers. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah, I, uh, it's best that he move on. Isn't it? I mean, I God, I, it sounds really rough when we talk about Sims. But he's a grown man now, and he's made a lot of money. Think so. about, I mean, just the sponsor things that he got. Like, you'd love to be a fly on the wall with, like, Amigos and mm-hmm. and John Deere, um, mm-hmm. Hager's Equipment, and just some of those people that, yeah. I mean, it, it's a lesson, I think, for a lot of people. It like, is. I don't know, even if they get Cam Ward or Kyle McCord, a big-name quarterback here, I don't know if you're going to see people wanting to jump on board. I don't know, Sean. I now listen, McCord's proven. I wouldn't say that about Sims at Georgia Tech. His his numbers at Georgia Tech, 30 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. That's not like McCord. I mean, that's McCord's more proven than that. So I think you would get boosters. That, that'd be my answer to you. I think you would get boosters who'd be enthusiastic in helping Nebraska with McCord. And those deals, by the way, are separate than the collective. So like the collective has their own service contract agreement, but like the Amigos thing, the Acres equipment deal, Gary Michaels, th- those are all separate things that guys get with NIL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and everybody went, they went all in on Jeff Sims. And right now it's not, but I want to reiterate something. It's not that to me, it's not the same conversation. That I don't think a booster would look at it and say, no, we got burned by Sims. I'm not going to get burned by McCord. You assess the these these matters separately. Even Shapen, Shapen's ratio at Baylor's 36 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Much better. Sims couldn't point to a, a league championship game where he completed 17 straight passes. Sims, Sims's ratio wasn't good. He had a turnover history. What was his best career win? Right. So Shapen. Yeah, I mean it's different. So if I'm a, I know this. If I were a well-heeled booster, I wouldn't look at the situations the same. I'd say, wait a second, McCord, you're getting McCord, and I'd say, how can I help? You know, I mean, what what do I need to do? That's the kind of guy that could put Nebraska in position, really position Nebraska to get to a bowl game next year. A guy like McCord could just really button up everything. Yeah, he could. He's that, and he's not a kid. He's a, he's a man. He's a grown man now. And he, he played for a powerhouse high school, a powerhouse Ohio State team. He's yeah. been around it. For- he went 11 and 1. All right. And he didn't play bad in Ann Arbor in the game. He was fine. Threw two picks and it hurt him. He threw the early pick, really hurt him. The last pick under pressure got hit. You know, he threw one bad pick in that game. But I, I, I went into the game thinking he's not ready. I, I went into the game, the game thinking McCord's not ready to win in Ann Arbor. I came out of it thinking, I think he was ready to win. I mean, he 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 handled himself really well. I, you know, I mean, that's it's exciting that Nebraska's in this hunt. All right, before we get into headline number four, thanks for joining us on Husker Line Headlines. Uh, we're brought to you by Home Field Apparel, and we've chosen to partner with Home Field Apparel to get you looking like a true fan on game days. It's premium collegiate apparel brand, Based in Indianapolis, uh, they emphasize the commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Homefield designs are super unique because they delve into the archives and the history of each school using unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. 
Um, you know, and it's basketball season. We got volleyball going on Christmas. Uh, check it out. There's a ton of unique, great options on the home field apparel website. We've got a special as well for our Husker online listeners. Just go to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Huskers23 to receive 15% off your order. Once again, that's homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Huskers23, and you'll receive 15% off your order of home field apparel. Thanks to Home Field for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Headline Show. Okay, headline four. Um, I want to get in more to the month of December because it's been a much different December than we've been used to. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I went back and I, I thought about last year, and I'm like, I want to count this up. They they hosted 47 official visitors in December and January. Nebraska. Yeah, in two months. And 47. Okay, now how's that compared to this year? Well, this year in December, as of right now, they may not host anybody other than <laughs> other than transfers. It's a little different. It's other than, quite a so contrast. Give her now. There's four members of the 2024 class that have not taken their uh, visits yet: Caleb Benning, Eric Ingerson from Papillion, okay. uh, JD Crisp, okay. and there's one more in there. Okay. Uh, those four okay. uh, would still have to take an official visit. And that's going to happen in January is my understanding okay. um, because like Benning and Ingerson are basketball players. So those guys will wait when it makes sense to come in uh, when they're not having a conflict with basketball, uh, but y'all portal visitors in, but there's not a lot of portal spots. So last year when Matt rule took over, mm-hmm. he added on his own 20 new high school players and 12 scholarship transfer pl- portal players. Okay. So in that little window, he took 32 new players to the roster because he felt he had to. And now he doesn't. Now it's more settled now, right? Right. And and they, uh, we, I did the Husker recruiting event with Ed Foley at St. Michael's and Vince Ginta, and and you know they said Foley said that don't ever expect us to like be this aggressive with the portal. Like this that was is, last winter. He told you and this is not the norm. Yeah, last winter he goes, we we don't want to live on the portal. Yeah, we'll get guys from the portal, but taking twelve, you know, and and the year before Scott Frost was in a position where he was trying to backfill. Yeah, he was trying to save his job and save his job, doing. and yeah, and and they were putting together nil money mm-hmm. to essentially add players all the way up to fall camp. You knew, and let's be honest about that, and it'd be, it'd be you kind of knew, and I wrote it that that was a red flag. I mean, at that point of his tenure, the fact that he felt he needed to go in to the portal that heavily was a red flag. I kind of. There was a nice way to say it, though, and that was he's trying to get his program over the top. He's trying. Scott's trying to get his program over the top. Maybe I could have been a little more forthright, forthright, and said, "No, that's this is he's trying to save his job. That's what he's doing." Well, and they, they misrecruited at O line, D line, wide receiver, and they parted ways with Adrian Martinez, and they brought in Casey Thompson and Chuba Purdy. So, like, yeah, that was like a whole reconstruction of the roster to go out to Ireland that year. Right. Yeah. It's trouble when you're, when you start talking about having to put together an O line and a D line, I mean, man, and you go back and think about some of the players rule took in year one. Some really worked out. I mean, I think Ben Scott was a great addition. Billy Kemp was a great addition. Sherman Sherman, solid addition. Yeah. Chief borders, solid addition kind of tailed off though. At times, I don't know if he battled some injuries. 
Um, Elijah Judy blocked a field goal. We had yeah, some Judy moments. was all right. Judy was um, all right. But there's some, uh, you know, there's a few that didn't really contribute. Like Corey Collier was one I thought would contribute. Yeah, he got, he played a little bit and he was, they, they listed him number two on that final depth chart, but he didn't get in the game much. So, yeah, the, just a totally different approach uh, mm-hmm. with the portal and kind of how things are going. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's a little more, well, let's say less stressful. I mean, it was really stressful last winter for us. I mean, it was about hospitalized, hospitalized both of us. So this, and, and not kidding. Yeah, this year, this year was, this year's a different, but it, it indicates stability and, and but it also is, it does indicate philosophy too. They what what Ed Foley said to you last winter at St. Michael's is really important. They don't want to be a a program that lives in the portal. They want to be a program that builds the conventional way through, with high school players, and then and then fills holes with portal people like Georgia. You know, Georgia's that's how Georgia does it. And then the key with your NIL at that point is retention. Retention. So if retention. players that you bring in surpass that entry level point. Mm-hmm. It's your collective's job to retain those players. Right. Yeah. That's the priority. Doesn't mean you won't play the game and go try to get players with money, but your emphasis and your priority is your own roster, right? Your, your current roster. Yeah. If you can get a bunch of solid players at like that entry level price point on mm-hmm. collective deals, and then they surpass that, you got to like Ernest Hausman. You got to make sure you keep guys like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't like to go too far down this road because it feels like we're, I mean, Matt Rule is the one that to address this stuff, but we're kind of, you know, we've talked to Matt Rule about it. He's talked about it at the podium. I, we got a pretty good feel for it, how they're doing it. And then behind the scenes, you talk to people, you got a pretty good feel for how, how Nebraska wants to do and it. And so right now, what is going on on the road is on there's the road. 26 commits for Nebraska. Matt Rule, as a head coach, is allowed to visit those guys one time. So over these 16 days that you're allowed on the road, um, Matt Rule will go see all 26 of those kids one time. And they're in Texas this week. They're going to be in Florida next week. They hit the local areas. Um, but you know they'll do it where Matt Rule can sometimes see two or three in a day, if it makes sense. And we're pretty sure Rule hasn't been with Satterfield on the quarterback tour. He just can't. I mean, right now, it's too much. It's way more important for Rule to make sure all their 26 kids are ready to sign. Okay. You got to get those kids signed yep. on signing day on December 21st or 2nd, whatever, the, yeah. the Wednesday in December. Coming up. You got to get those guys locked up, ready to roll. And then from there, Satterfield doesn't have to. He's got Kalen, and and Satterfield visited Carter Nelson. You know, he's visited Kalen. Okay. Um. So he's still involved, but he was kind of on special assignment all week, <laughs> going to see Will Howard. I mean, we're pretty sure Will Howard for sure. He saw Levitt. We talked to Levitt. Um. For sure, he saw McCord. We talked to McCord. For sure, he saw Blake Shapen. And we, you know, we're hundred percent sure he saw Cam Ward. Yeah, so, yeah and, he's on a tour. Yeah, and Cam Ward's considering to visit Nebraska. I mean, that, that's the latest that's come out of there. Like they're in contention to get a visit. But wow, that'd be that's something else. Yeah, if you could get Ward here, that'd be amazing. again though. If you could get Blake, uh, if you could get uh, what's his name from Ohio State, Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord, right. I think people would be happy. I think people would be happy with any of these guys for the most part. Yeah. But McCord, I'd say McCord. The reason we keep talking about Kyle McCord is because 
he's regarded as a home run and it feels like it's possible. Ward seems pie in the sky. Levitt is, I mean, I think there's a 50% ch chance they get Levitt. Um, good chance is what I'm saying. Don't have a feel for shaping because I haven't talked to anybody in this camp. I haven't talked to him. Um, Howard, pie in the sky. Well, and how many, okay, back to McCord. How many teams can really offer what Nebraska can that would want Kyle McCord? That's right. the other question. How yeah. many yeah. players are involved? Well, what's a really good, no, that's like, a, you, a lot of people could offer a starting job. But can they offer a million dollars? And can they do it in the Big Ten and the SEC? And can they offer a million? Because I, I don't envision Kyle McCord wanting to go to Conference USA. No. He's the, looking to play somewhere. No. The, the issue, I think, and not, not I think, I mean, I know I talked to the camp. The thing that would work against Nebraska is, and, and Pete Nakos addressed this, Nebraska has to go to Ohio State. And I don't, I don't know that that would be a deal breaker, but it's a factor. In, in McCord's decision. The mental hurdles of yeah. that game. Yeah, I don't think he wants to go play Ohio State. I don't think he does. But I, like I said, I don't think it's a deal break. I don't. I hope it's not a deal they break. They negotiate that the other quarterbacks will start that game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just joking. But. No, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. that. that let's have to see how it shakes out. But all – I mean, I really like the shape and picture. I really like the Levitt picture, and I love the McCord picture. We'll see yeah, how it shakes out. I think with – we all agree with Cam Ward. You just respect that Nebraska's putting their name in the ring at least. Right. And I think it's symbolic. I think part of it is a little, in my mind, it's kind of symbolic of Nebraska's willingness to play this game, to play the $2 million game, you know, or, or if it's 1.5, whatever it is. Remember what rule did was fascinating in the context of them going to see Ward. He stood at the podium and said, I hope you guys understand. This is Matt Rule. I hope you guys understand. If you're going to get a quarterback, it's $1 million to $1.5 to $2 million. It's like he, well, he knew. He knew at that point what, what they're going to do. They're going to go try to get Cam Ward. And he was sending the message to the masses that we're going to pay. We'll have to pay, and we'll do it. I don't think he loves doing this. I don't well, think he loves philosophically having to do it. But his message that day, and if you, you all you got to do is go back and watch on Husker Online, um, Matt's press conference, what was it, two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever it was, where he said that key quote, I hope you guys understand what we have to pay. He was sending a message that we'll pay it. Well, and I think the other thing is you have a collective here that wants to pay it too. That will to, to enthusiastically pay it. To send a message because there's so many false narratives out there mm -hmm. about NIL Nebraska, about the collective. And this is like, no, we're we're for real. The like, collective will enthusiastically pay it. Two million. And okay. that would shut up a lot of underground critics right. of Nebraska's NIL. Well, efforts. how much does that visit to Ward shut them up? You'd think it would shut them up. Well, just this week alone, think how much money it costs to fuel a private plane to fly to all these places, Lansing and mm -hmm. Waco and Columbus. Then Pullman, Pullman Washington. Yeah. It had that pit stop in Huron, South Dakota to go to Pullman. It's the business. I mean, that's what you do. I know, but I mean, that's big bucks. Yeah, it is. It's not like flying Southwest Airlines. No, and not every program, not every <laughs> no. program is capable of doing it. No. I mean, the group of five, you couldn't probably do it. They probably I, spent 50000 or more on private plane. I don't know. Now, I got over my skis a little bit. Could Toledo do that? No. I don't think Unless so. there's a booster that just gives it to them. And there could be. 
It could be, but, but they don't have the NIL collective. Right. You got to have everything to do something like that. But let's yeah. let's get in. Uh, let's close the show. Headline number five. Uh, I do want to talk a little basketball. How concerned should we be with Nebraska basketball? The Huskers had a 17-point lead at Minnesota. It looked like they were going to blow out the Gophers, and then, and then something just turned in that game, and and the wheels fell off. Casey Tomanaga could not get a look to save his life. Minnesota overplayed the hell out of everything. Nebraska's back cuts and things were not. I mean, everything just looked discombobulated. In the second half. In the second half. Yeah. The 50-50 balls, the offensive rebounds the Gophers were getting. It, it, it was pull your hair out frustrating to see Nebraska give up. Was it 52 points in the second half? Yeah, I mean, Nebraska led at halftime 39-24. to 24. Good first half. Then second half was outscored 52-26. to 26 by a bottom feeder team without its best player, okay? By a bottom feeder Big Ten team without its best player who went down early, Dawson Garcia, who is coming off a 36-point game. Dawson Garcia went down in the opening minutes. He, he stepped on a teammate's foot and twisted his ankle. So you, you had this sort of ideal situation where you're on the road in your Big Ten opener in front of 3,000 people. I... I there's a a fan was there um, that that weighed in on my on this on the radio show who said there's about three thousand people there. Minnesota's without its best player. This is a prime opportunity to get a, the, your league opener, win it, win your league opener. Didn't do it. Saw the frustration on Fred's face. It was clear. I, I you don't always see it, but you could tell Fred knew the gravity of this. Now, listen, this was the opener. All right, they're seven and two. That's it's it's not the end of the world. Okay, it's not great because they just lost by thirty on their home court to Creighton, and then followed with by getting outscored fifty-two to twenty-six. It's not great, but it's not. It, there's a lot of basketball left here. Sean. What concerns me about Nebraska is their lack of finishers at the rim. Um, yeah. They don't have a lot yeah, of guys know, a concern. Yeah. that can just dunk it. No, they and don't. They, they have to do layups and contested mm -hmm. shots around the rim, and they're not making them right now very there's, consistently. Yeah, there's a couple things that, like, you know, Josiah Alex's a good, nice player inside, and Rink Mast is a nice player inside. But they're you're right. They're not particularly explosive guys. And you saw Minnesota, which isn't, which isn't great inside, but they're explosive. And that explosiveness really bothered Nebraska, I thought. And then the other thing about Nebraska, Sean, no true point guard. And I don't want to pick on Jamarcus Lawrence. I don't. I don't mean to. But his line last night, Sean, was seven turnovers and one assist. It's hard to win in the Big Ten on the road when you when your point guard has seven turnovers and one assist. That's not. It's not winning basketball. And well, Nebraska tries to force the issue a lot on defense, and it backfires on them as well. Like we see them trapping a lot and overplaying, and mm -hmm. it's led to a lot of open looks. Yeah, they play a style of defense that's. It's sort of interesting in that they like to force the dribbler to the baseline and then, you know, have a lane basically to the basket. And they don't really have a rim protector. Like Rink Mass is not, not a rim protector. A great shot block. He's, no, he's not a shot We're not blocker. talking about Mikey Moore here. No, you're, he's not a shot blocker. Um, they don't, they really, and Josiah Alex, not a shot blocker. Those guys, so you, if they had Kada, that defense would make more sense to me. But without a big at the rim, like a, you know, 
ideally a Kalkbrenner, the Creighton center, a seven foot one guy. The, yeah. So I, yeah. But again, I don't want to sound, I don't want it to sound like we're sounding alarms here. It's 17 point lead though. And a half empty <laughs> arena was blown. Right. So you're sounding alarms. I mean, I, 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 yeah, it's trouble. There's were, trouble. Nebraska was favored by a point and a half. Right. Yeah. Minnesota. The other thing we talked about off air, and I'd want to drive this point home to anybody who hasn't seen the game. I would, I would, I would suggest that they watch the second half and note that Minnesota's effort level, it's the sort of effort level. I haven't seen that high of an effort level in a long time from anybody. They played every possession like their life depended on winning the game. Minnesota did. If you think on, if you think that's hyperbole, watch it. They were they were savage in oh. the lane. I mean, it was it was I impressive. Mean, that guy got that technical foul because yeah. Williams was kind of wrapped on his leg, and he he's just like goes right yeah. in his. In, but yeah. it was like that was the level. That was Mike like, Mitchell. That was Mike Mitchell. I mean, just the level of intensity was incredible. One, the way they guarded Kase. Like, oh. Yeah. Is that the blueprint? However, I mean, just because they're not going to call the hands on Kase fouls. Now, now hold on. Some ref referee groups will. They weren't last. They night. weren't last night. So you got to kind of. I think you got to kind of gauge it, you know, and see what what you got. And if it's like last night, yeah, you'll be rough with him. You'll, you'll be in it. Michigan State is going to be rough on Sunday if they K-State. can, if the refs allow it. If the refs allow it, but yeah, Casey was taken out of the game. Now I don't know who guarded him the whole time. I know at, at, a lot of the times it was Braden Carrington, who's long. He's a longer guard, and you know I don't know exactly what he's, he must be six three or six four, and he's long, long armed, and he caused a lot of problems by denying the ball. Didn't let him catch. Okay, that's Which, a pain. How, how can he not get open? That's just what. Made- or, now, if a guy, if they commit to saying you're denying. Tomanaga the ball all game. It's a big commitment. You can do it probably against a team like Nebraska that's not great, great off at the rim either. Right. So they committed to denying him the ball, and that's trouble for Tomanaga. I mean, it's trouble. And is he a tick slow off that ankle? I mean, like maybe I'm not saying he's hurt, but is he a tick slower? Good question. I don't know. With the mobility of that ankle. It, you know, now that you mention it, he does look that way to me. I thought he looked that way against Creighton. A tick slow, and for for a six foot one, that's enough guard who's a tick slow, not a great jumper. It's tr- and it's every shot tough. he attempted, it looked so rushed. I mean, he never yeah. really was said. It was just kind of a, yep. a a quick like heave. Yeah, Fred, I would say Fred's got his handful right now. Sunday, big game, five thirty, Nebraska, Michigan State. Um, Four loss, Michigan State, so winnable the, game. They Wisconsin just beat them, so. You know, God, it looks so promising though. Nebraska could possibly go one and one or two and zero oh to start Big Ten play, mm-hmm. and now you're hoping they can go one and one, right? Uh, but see, the reason I don't sound alarms uh, as an older guy is because I've I've been caught by it. I mean, you could start sounding alarms, and then they beat Michigan State and they beat Kansas State, and you just look like an idiot. I mean, so I'm not going to sound them. I- I'll see how it looks on Sunday night. All right. Well, uh, lots to follow. Robin Washoe will have coverage of that. And obviously, uh, Nebraska volleyball um, all weekend here. Uh, Abby Barmore, Grant Hansen covering that for us at HuskerOnline.com. Again, um, if you're not a member, we've got a great special right now. It's one of the best times of year to be on our website. Um, use promo code NU1 and you'll receive two months for $1 of Husker Online. It's a special offer we've had for YouTube and 
Uh, we've had a ton of people take advantage of the special. Uh, it's promo code NU1, two months for $1 of Husker Online. Uh, for Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan, signing off here for another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Trey, would you just send me that audio too, and I'll 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 um I'll put that as a pod. Yes, one hundred percent. Sorry, Jenny. Uh, I will, um, and I'll edit probably a lot of it after the fact, just because I was kind of bouncing around there. Um, we had Jordan Seaton commit and all kinds of stuff going on, so I'll get some overlays and whatnot. Probably, I'd say two hours at the most. Okay, can the audio? Will the audio be that long, or can you get it right away? No, no, I'll get I'll get that to you right okay. now, and then uh, yeah, 